Welcome to The Old World Lives, a Warhammer Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to this special Uppesittakfell uh, episode of The Old World Lives, a Warhammer and the, the Old World and... Whatever we managed to fancy this week, podcast. There's no tutorial tonight, I don't think. Even though Jimmy is with us, I'm gonna spoil it for you already. And but uh, yeah, this is the fifth episode uh, as well. I think I've counted two. Uh, after a few special martinis, they do get a bit hazy on the numbers. But uh, yeah, we did manage to name the, the last one a bit incorrectly. But if you spot that, uh, just don't write in. Don't write in. <laughs> Uh, with me tonight, I have, as I mentioned, Jimmy. <laughs> no. God damn it, technology, I hate it. Hi, greetings. I'm back. The best part is that uh, Niklas didn't reply last uh, last episode. Uh, when I mentioned him. So, this week, uh, I'm going to hope that he does uh, answer me when I say Niklas. Hello. Hello from Germany. Yes, you're uh, traveling abroad uh, while we're supposed to record. That's uh, lovely. But it seems like you have a stable enough connection, at least. Incredibly enough. And, uh, yeah. The the, the Engineers Guild have been busy getting me a good connection in the Empire. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Niklas, let him introduce me. Yeah, sorry, bro. bro. Uh, and th- th- that's uh, all there is tonight. There is no more <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Just, uh, and, uh, and, uh, sound bites of Morton. Yeah, the sound bites of Morton and uh, spoiler. There's uh, the, other, the other two. Uh, the ones with kids are not here, and I can't even see that uh, Krell is uh, playing Baldur's Gate uh, tonight. So it might. Uh, just be load off from Discord uh, when we record. Morton also has. Uh... An offspring, but he's here. He's managed. Yeah. Tranquilizer darts. Tranquilizer darts. It's all you <laughs> need. Don't you have a like a worm with the the, the same kind of toxins? Uh, Sorry, no comment. The... And uh, as as we mentioned and alluded to a bit, uh, Morton is also here. Hello, nice to be here tonight. Insert noise no, nice here. Tell me you're not a robot. No, you, you're the one that sounds like a robot tonight, Jimmy. I know. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and as this is the opposite aquel, as usual, there there might be even less of a control uh, on what <laughs> how we uh, phrase ourselves. Uh, obviously, the most... Uh, there might be a, a few naughty words tonight, and... Uh, yeah, sorry for sorry for that, but uh, you've been warned as of this moment. And uh, let's do a bit of a beverage check. Nicholas, you had a lovely beer, I heard. Yes. I mean, if, if there's anything good in Germany, there are many things that are good in Germany. Sauerkraut, sausages, but uh, most importantly, the beer. So they're, Mus- they're mustard pure. is good. The bread is good. Yes. Yeah, the pretzels are good. Yeah, there are plenty of good things, but I think the thing that tops them all is the beer. I'm having a, a Kellebier from uh, Munchhof. 
Kumbacher Munshof. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's really good. So, as people might have counted, there's at least four good things in Germany. Yes. Yeah, we love it. We just love Jeremy. Do anyone else have a nice drink? I heard you, you had something to drink uh, on the balcony, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm having a rum, quite an expensive one, and uh, a quite cheap cigar. So this is going to be a good evening. <laughs> <laughs> the combo of cheap cigar and rum. That's lovely. That's it's lovely. the best. <laughs> and Morten, how about you? Do you have anything to drink uh, tonight? Or I haven't been to the... I haven't been to the liquor store for so long, but then I found the good old reliable Gamaldansk. Oh my mm. god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any pickled herring for the to Gamaldansk? Oh, I, I, I'll I'll go look in the fridge later. I was thinking if I should make some sort of julegrog uh, with julemust uh, Gamaldansk. Um, but I, I, I can see this man. It's really dangerous. I discovered a, a fantastic drink, uh, Slivovica and uh, Trokkamust. Oh, that sounds really good, actually. It's fantastic. Yeah, gotta try, but, experiment. But, but come on, Gamelansk, what, what's with you? I mean, I love Akvavit, and I, I don't know if people hate it, but Gamelansk is just like a, a Jägermeister that you left out in the sun for a week. <laughs> but uh, you have to remember, Niklas, that... Uh, Morten has to go to the mainland to actually go to a Systembolaget. <laughs> so every Jägermeister he gets tastes like that because he needs to go on the boat in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, Linjakovit, not Gamaldansk. But uh, it's, it's, it's still more of a drink traditionally uh, drunk to uh, make, make digestion of pickled herring easier on the stomach. Mm-hmm. So what are you having, Chris? I'm having a uh, whiskey-based espresso martini in a wine glass, which is delicious but wrong. If you know what's <laughs> wrong with this, you're you're a good person. And it's of course it's the glass that's wrong. It um, it's uh, it's a moral weakness that I haven't bought a martini glass. But as I mentioned to my colleagues here before the sh- before we started recording, is that just buying one martini glass is a bit uh, suspect as well. Yeah. What what are you drinking your Gamaldansk out of, Morten? A little shot glass, a shoe. Sure. Straight from the bottle. But don't judge me. Because I've So you just have a straw then. <laughs> and a little umbrella to make yeah, it like, fancy. Like one of those lovely plastic curly straws. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With like a butterfly on them. I steal my daughters and then I, I, I rinse it kind of badly. And then she gets the gamaldansk aftertaste when she wants to yeah. Speaking of uh, decent uh, drink drink combos in Christmas time, mm. uh, mixing uh, dark rum or spice rum with Yulmust uh, is quite good. Mm, okay. Go. About about four centiliters to uh, three hundred three hundred milliliters of Yulmust, uh, uh, and ob- of course I did mix up the uh, mix them up the measurements to make it a lot easier to make it a drink. <laughs> And that's about two flasks and five ounces and three stones. Yes, and about one 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 hundredth of a swimming pool. Yes, a really small swimming pool. But uh, Ga- we gallon. Can, we're trying to convert it to American measurements, and it's not going well. <laughs> we're sorry. 
it's it's uh, one quarter of a freedom to <laughs> the length of a football pitch where where the football is carried by hand. Something like that. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of Jimmy, uh, what have you done since last time? Well, I haven't done any hobbying, but I've started a really badass campaign back home. Uh, we're running. Uh, this is our second week, and we we just uh, we just got got our new gaming den, so to say, because we we uh, let go of our last dungeon, so to say, and we've been getting quite a lot of games in. So I think we're up to like twelve campaign games already, nice. which is nice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that's one thing. Is that that's one thing? Uh, are you uh, this year? Are you in charge of uh, making the the giant uh, goat thing burn or protecting it? Uh, actually, I'm making the birds eat the goat. Ooh! Oh. The, the birds are eating the fucking goat. Yeah, I, I, I did read that because they did, did a new kind of mixture. They did a new kind of mixture there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very Tsinchian, I think. Yeah. Uh, aren't you, aren't you the goat, Jimmy? I don't know. Maybe I'm daddy. Mm-hmm. J- Jimmy, weren't you the, the the goat of Mordheim? I was the goat of Mordheim, and it's time to be the goat of Yavla. Does that, does that mean uh, people should try and uh, set you on fire during Christmas time? Yeah, I, I I love that. I love that. Please do set me on fire. But but you know you can just go indoors uh, if you're cold. Fuck no! <laughs> I mean, this honestly sounds like a kind of fun uh, uh, Mordheim campaign. Someone is proclaiming, "I am the goat," some sort of cultist, and then you have, uh, "Oh, we have to burn him for Sigma." And then, oh Jesus! <laughs> Actually, this is... stop stop putting ideas in my head. It would be a perfect Christmas scenario, Jimmy. You need to go and do this. Uh, oh wow! Tomorrow, it's, it's, instead of having a wicker man, have the. Uh... Giant straw goat instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? Uh, what's the theme of, theme of the campaign that you're playing? Uh, the classic border princess, because we like the, uh, the whole sandbox thing there. Uh, mm-hmm. We're also running the uh, the classic sixth edition border princess campaign from the back of the book, uh, mixed up with the same kind of campaign rules from the. Put edition. the microphone closer to your mouth, Jimmy. I have it as close as I can now. In your mouth. In my mouth. As astute listeners might have noticed, Jim is replacement uh, Jens tonight. Yeah, I am. So, can you hear me properly now? So, are you you talking through a pillow? I'm talking through a pillow. (laughs) Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Good. good. I think my finger was across the uh, microphone. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the rum for you. <laughs> that's the rum for me. So uh, yeah, uh, we we're using the uh, border princess terrain, uh, the uh, no territory, the territory campaign from the back of the uh, sixth edition rulebook, uh, mixed with the uh, ter- the uh, oh, misplaced word. Oh, God, guys, help me. The border princess thing. Yes, thanks. Uh, the the same the, the same kind of uh, rules from fifth edition rulebook, so we use the the uh, territory from the sixth edition book and the rule system from the fifth edition one. So we can get uh, like uh, veteran characters, we can get uh, elite units, and uh, the way how we like 
bet our territories against each other is in another kind of system than than they used in the sixth edition rulebook. So it's easier to play and it's much easier to manage because the campaign system in fifth edition book is great. Huh. And we also use some uh, add-on uh, special rules. So if you have an elite champion, the champion is allowed to pick 25 points of magic items, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so... And if anyone plays High Elves, I think it's Swordmasters can already pick 25 points on their champion, so they get an, a bonus 25 points instead. Which is uh, which is fun if you play High Elves, but uh, no one is playing High Elves as it is now. Oh, cool. Yeah, and we're, we're in the middle of a conversation uh, in the group. We're settling the rules tomorrow to use Bound Monsters. Also using the bound monster rules from fifth uh, edition, but we're using sixth edition monsters and point cost and rules. So nice. dwarves can so dwarves can use runic things to bind a dragon to their cause, or uh, orcs and goblins can field a field a hydra or whatever. So uh, everyone can use their monsters that's that's just collecting dust on their shelves. Very nice. Yeah. How many, say, how many people are playing? Uh, I think it's about eight or nine people as it is now, and more are joining in after the new year. Okay. Mm. Powerful Yevla nice. uh, scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one third of the entire Swedish meta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it for me, actually. And can people play? Know. Does everyone have to play around, or is it more like, well, you play as many games as you can, and then just play whenever. Just do a challenge, play someone, and if uh, if anyone like uh, gets close to winning too fast, we've uh, we had some. Take him outside and beat him. <laughs> we will use a system called Yengspur. Oh, <laughs> see, I wasn't I wasn't uh, too off on my quest there. Not too off, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but what are you doing when uh, someone is uh, leveling too fast? Is there some kind of handicap system in place then? Uh, we have some uh, some rules. Uh, the, the thing is, when one player gets 12 territories, you win. And if someone rises too fast, we've said it's the two top players gaining 12 first who are going to duke it off to see who's the, who's the true prince of the border princes. Huh. And also uh, allowing some underdog games versus the uh, the top dog as well. So you can, like, you as a player can decide which uh, territory the top dog is going to offer during a battle. So, like, oh, uh, yeah, so, so you, have, yeah, you have, like, a number of territories. And you have to bet a territory for each player during the campaign. And it's uh, it's the player himself who chooses which you can bet. But if you play he means drifting off into space. Drifting off into space. And uh, so, what did you hear? No, it's okay. It's it's just a bit, <laughs> a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> I blame I blame technology. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if an underdog challenges a top dog, the underdog chooses which territory the the top dog. Uh, bets and the dog can only use that territory in the battle so if he has a wizard's tower 
and the that that territory is part of the betting, he can't use wizards. So uh, he's uh, he's kind of limited of what he can use. Mm-hmm. That's a good balancing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And whoever wins the campaign might get a forbidden bombard. Uh, but more on that yeah. later. <laughs> okay. Blowing my phone here, so I'm turning it over to someone else. Morten, what have you been doing? Oh, yeah, oh, is that what we're doing? Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you've been painting a lovely unit that fits right in with my undeads. Yeah, I'll ship it to Gothenburg tomorrow, and you can have it. Uh, now I painted up uh, Rico's Republican Guard. Uh, I want to say Rico. Nice. Yeah, I want to say Rico because I'm always thinking about uh, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Rico, Rico's Republican Guard. Yeah, Rico's Republican <laughs> Guard. But you it's ri- it's actually Rico. But yeah. Ah, uh, you should have done the the banner. That's from above. Yeah. Well, maybe I can. Uh, oh, I can still fix it. I can still fix it. But no. But that unit is done. Uh, they look. Uh, I'm really happy with them. Golden boys. So uh, now I'm uh, tonight. I'm starting to paint the marksmen of Miragliano. Mm. Nice. Oh, still have some units left. Your dogs of war me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some some stuff, and uh, I hope I will get to use it in the new edition. But uh, we will see. But I mean, I'm trying pikes, to. Uh, pikes are confirmed, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and border princes forbidden bombards as well. So should be we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, no, but I'm I'm uh, trying to finish as much as possible before I buy something new. Before you buy the entirety of uh, all of the tomb kings that you need. Maybe. I think we discussed that in a Facebook group that uh, there was a minimum purchase of at least one per box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On release. So you yes. better, better start saving. I'm on it. And uh, Chris, what have you been up to? Painting skeletons. Yeah, actually, and more than one. Yes, I, I, did, I did one test model, as you have seen, and we talked about before. And Nicholas have yelled at me for not finishing the rest of the unit in time on the last episode. <laughs> Which is was a wake up call. There's at least some skelly boys, which is the most important part here. Yeah. So now I'm painting them rank by rank, uh, the rest of the unit. Oh. Uh, which is quite quite a lot easier when I've just sorted uh, the entire paint scheme before. So there will be some going up. Uh, I think I have a a few days uh, over Christmas uh, that I have to finish them uh, at all time to finish them. Which is starting to be less and less time, given how much I plan in on these uh, final days off, in that case. <laughs> but that's what I'll be doing. I'm currently building a necromancer and uh, some uh, wolfies. Dead, so, dead wolfies. Nice. Yes. All the wolfies. Yeah, so they are the, well, the new ones, the new models, right? Yeah, these are the... Uh, let's see what they're called, since... Uh, Try to remember names from Age of Sigmar. Uh, the Soulblight Grave Lords Dire Wolves. Ooh. Rolls off your tongue. Yeah. Anyone needs uh, 10 uh, oval bases? Because I have quite a lot of them. Krell needs them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Krell, loves, Krell loves oval and round bases. I know this for a fact. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Yeah, but uh, I also I also have been planning a conversion, uh, but uh, that's uh, something that I won't spoil more than that. But it will be potentially epic. Oh, speak of the devil. Uh oh. Oh my! Welcome, man. In Satan. Why, talking about why isn't your infantry on round bases, Krill? Oh no, he heard us. He heard us. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> abort. Nah, why I don't, don't think he heard. Why? Why I don't, don't? I don't think he heard us there. Why don't you use more round bases, Krill? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought this I'm was a square base podcast. <laughs> too old for your bullshit, Nicholas. Jesus. Fair enough. Joseph. So, uh, Mary. Cred. Cred. check. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Water. Ooh. That's hard Water to pour. To wash down this huge pie of humble, this slice of humble pie I'm going to serve Nicholas. Oh. Oh, we're going sea elves deep into this cup of bitterness, Nicholas. Oh, oh. believe it. You, wait, wait. You're, you're drinking water to wash something down that I'm going to eat? Yeah, because we know how this usually goes. I try to serve you humble pie, and then I'm proven wrong. But no, not today. <laughs> Just in case they're unprepared. But this is perfect. What, uh, what have you been up to, Krell? Since lo- uh, last week when we recorded last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Krell on two episodes in a row. That's impossible. Uh, I saw. I, do... I saw Skaven. Yeah, uh, I just finished up another uh, <laughs> unit of clan rats. <laughs> it's, you can it's use. Like... You can just take pictures of the same unit and just rearrange the miniatures. And... Yeah, that, that's what I came up with. Like, you don't even know if it's the same guys or not. You're just like, yay, Christopher's doing stuff. No, it's like having a real life pest invasion because whenever I think I'm done doing clan rats, I open like a box or a cubby hole and out pours more unpainted scaven <laughs> warriors from Island of Blood. <laughs> so, are you up to about uh, 50 points, 60 points now with all this painted scaven? I think I'm up to. 80 painted clan warriors. Uh, oh, clan so, so 100 points. Guys, <laughs> he had to borrow miniatures from me to reach 2,000 points. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but I've told them already. My shame is known. That's, that's, that's a big shame. That's a big shame. <laughs> that kind of means I would have won if I didn't borrow you those rats. <laughs> yeah, but Moral victory. Winning by, by the opponent not being able to fill a f- full army is not really winning, is it? No, that's right. Chris is on my side in this one, at least. Like, <laughs> give me something, man. Give me something. <laughs> so, like, I get tricked into this weird murder basement where the bad hammer is a literally blood-soaked hammer just lying in the corner, and Jimmy still loses. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it sounds like you have a problem with the breeders in your house, though. If you get more and more clan rats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I... <laughs> Yeah, too, many, too many kids just wait till it happens to you uh, no actually uh, we've all catalogued the shame of me not reading the Night Lord trilogy and like Gotrick and Felix the first one I actually met up a dude uh, the other day and I bought uh, the second and the third omnibus they've nice. been so hard to find I even like ordered them from GW on their print on demand and after a while they're just like here's your money back I'm like oh because you didn't get that letter point here's your money back just don't don't ask us anymore, okay? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, the the <laughs> second, second and third uh, omnibus are also written by Bill King, right? Yes, mm-hmm. there it's like the last ones. 
I think, yeah, I think there's also uh, the Albion one, which is book seven, I think. It's the last one from him. I'm, uh, I'm halfway through the second omnibus now. I, I just started reading it. Uh, mm? It's kind of weird how they're like, and then we have this character who's very invested. And I'm like, wait, I just read book seven. I know what happens to this person. Nothing oh. good happens to this person. <laughs> so speaking about books, one, I have only read the first two books of Nightlord's trilogy. I don't even own the last one. Uh, I do prefer the, uh, for some reason, the uh, Lord of Lord of Night book instead of the Nightlord's trilogy. Which is I actually, like, uh, I do own the Nightlord's trilogy, and Pelle gave me the Word Bears trilogy. Uh, yeah, that so explains well. a lot. That explains a lot. But uh, the uh, the only reason I mention the uh, Lord of the Night is that there's a quite a lo- long bit of a tangent here. Uh, before I mention that the Lord of the Night will be a uh, uh, will come back uh, next year uh, as a a Black Library edition the one that they return every year for 40k and uh, Riders of the Dead will return for uh, oh yeah oh yeah also I'm doing epic stuff Um, like not Legionis Imperialis like the old epic epic what is it like the Space Marine box Square are, are you doing them for that yeah, like, why not? Like, I'll play... I'm going to trick people into getting Legionis Imperialis, and then I'm going to bring out the epic rulebook. <laughs> Nobody can buy the rulebook for Legionis Imperialis anyway. They'll just think they're playing it, and they'll get confused by, like, the older John Blanche drawings, and I'll distract them with something shiny. But, but tell me, like, uh, the old games, there were Space Marine? Is that the yeah. first epic? Oh, I forgot and then... First, and then you had the Space you had Marine. Epic Armageddon, which was no, like that's the last the, one. Epic yeah, Armageddon was, was like 2004, the relaunch. Was that the, the good one, within quotation marks, or which one was the good one? Yeah, it was the one that they changed the rules. Yeah, they streamlined it more. Uh, it, yeah. They made it like easier to get into, and games were a bit faster. Okay. But and then well, there, was a, an addition, <laughs> there was an addition between Space Marine and this one, right? Yes. Yeah, there were two, two, uh, two or three actually. One was an oh. expansion for the first one. There, there's a shit ton of them. Yeah, but, but if you want but to. You, uh, but you, you got models from the first one. Yeah. And now that the new one is being launched, you're building them with the old stuff. Yes, I'm doing both at the same time. But then your Titans are in the new models. Bits. Yeah, it's like because. Okay. It's because I have the old Titans and the new Titans, and it's just hilarious putting next to one another. Because, like, the old titans are the size of a new titan knight. So, like, my old reaver <laughs> is roughly as big as a new Questorius knight, and my old Questorius knights are roughly the size of a new dreadnought. Fair and, enough. And my old... Oh, yeah, by the way, I found, like, my old box of epic stuff. I did find the old epic-style Imperial robots, uh, which oh, actually, yeah. they were the cast for what became the Castellax, Vorax, and Fanatar in Fertigy. Uh, oh. I just don't understand why you don't put them on round bases and use them in the new game, though. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> when, when did you turn Nicholas into Nicholas. Jerry Seinfeld? It's what is the deal? Uh, Nicholas do have time reserved for a rant every opposite well. We know that. How he use the shoes to spend it is up to Nicholas. <laughs> and it's changing. You're, you're worse than fish elves, Krell. <laughs> killing me. And uh, if you want to 
get more of an insight on which ep- ep- edition of uh, Epic was which, there is a lovely episode of uh, uh, The Imperial Truth where they discuss the leading Imperials and the editions of Epic that came before it. And if you want to learn more about the Riders of the Dead, we do have a book club episode, which is our to date only book club episode. I must oh. uh, add. Also, uh, I'd like to say if you want to learn more about Epic and like how to paint it, check out Joshua Vancey. Uh, that dude is a great commission painter. He does some incredible work and he has some really good info about Epic 2000 and Armageddon. And uh, also, Nicholas, if you're going to actually rag on me about Epic, maybe learn something about Epic. Like, <laughs> oh my God, like educate yourself. I can see your ignorance. Like, OMG. Uh... I guess I say that this, uh, like, this must be book club so episode. embarrassing for you. They're like your age. Like, oh my God. The book club episode we had was episode four. If anyone wants to do another oh, book club, damn. we probably should start reading something. Uh, Maybe yes. the new, uh, the, the leaked, uh, since we're going to go into leaks now, uh, I think. Uh, oh, Nicholas just, uh, has to, to, said his. I know, but I want to change the topic <laughs> from basis and epic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think episode four, Nicholas had just learned how to read too, so it's a very special episode overall for the podcast. <laughs> if, anyone wants, if anyone wants to know, that was released uh, uh, August 28th, 2018. Oh, wow. Which one? So, we should do a book club on uh, God Trek and Felix by yes. William King. Yes. Like, oh, uh, the first so, seven books. <laughs> I like how you're like, we should make uh, a book club about William King's God Trek and Felix. What about and only William King's God Trek and Felix? Well, there's so oh, many authors that we could do. Actually, actually, the other books are actually kind of good, you know. Yeah, the Nathan Long ones are decent. I, I really liked Orc Slayer. Uh, it made me keen on Amazing. Oh, I love that book. So, Nicholas, have you done anything since uh, last week? No. I just been. Uh, or actually, I did. Uh, like after I uh, after I finished painting my dwarf army, I uh, took it all out. I took out my gaming table, uh, put out mm. some train, and took some pictures. And uh, yeah, Wait, the best good. feeling, best feeling in the in the hobby, just I've, putting I've it all out as, there and just ah, felt as good as uh, Morton when he put out his two fully painted armies pit against each other in like a white dwarf spread. When we were on Erland. It's the best yeah. feeling. Hey, Those, uh, Jimmy, were remember, released, uh, remember when we had enough armies that you can actually fit them all on a table? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Sweet, sweet summer child. <laughs> it's like a wave of a hobby. First, you're like, oh man, I'm going to finish all my projects. Then you grow older, like, man, I'm never going to finish all my projects. Then you grow older again, man, I've finished all my projects. And then you get to mind Jimmy's age and just like smoking a cigar, going like, oh, the ride never ends. Jimmy is smoking a cigar. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh. I'm thinking if we're going to go just a bit into leaks now, it's that uh, there's uh, a Britannia book on the way that we might yeah. do a book club on. Yes, yeah, that would be that would be great. I forget, like, did everyone here read the old one? What's it called? Like, uh, Grail Knight, no, Questing Knight, Grail Knight, and uh, Knights of the Realm? Uh, not uh, yet. Yes. Have them have them. Errand as well. Oh, yeah. Four books. Because we spoke about it before. I remember, like, maybe episode 20 or something. <laughs> uh, didn't you mention them in the uh, Britannia special? 
And I think they're like really good books, like surprisingly. Uh, yeah, I, I read them. I love them. Uh, I, I read Night of Realm first when I was on holiday in Portugal. Uh, there was like a British British village there. Like everyone's British, that part. And then they had a bookstore. And then I went in and they had Night of the Realm. And I spent <laughs> had, all of my, my holiday there just reading Night of the Realm. And it was they amazing. had two books. This was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah, there was a biography about uh, Winston Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, John Grisham. Yeah, that was uh, who wrote the biography of Winston Churchill. <laughs> Tom Clancy and John Grisham about Winston Churchill. Code Omega. No, but those books are actually really good. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite books in fantasy. Oh, oh wow. High praise, dude. Yeah, it's like that, those books, uh, Bronner, uh, and uh, Writers of the Dead. Yeah, right. But that's like, yeah, it's not a series, but yeah, it's also yeah. But Writers of the Dead of is the one of the the best books released by Black Library. So. And of course, Guinevere, uh, Genevieve, by Kim Newman, right? I haven't read those ones. Maybe I should read yeah. those. Uh, uh, every year, they become, become a simp like Krell. Every year you find new ways of disappointing me, but which they, is long since ceased being a surprise and now just impressive. I think there's an omnibus out for those now. There is. It should be easily doable instead of tr trying to track down the other release from what was it, like 2003. <laughs> yeah, because there was, which was a re release. Yeah, Kim Newman actually had his name like removed from it for a while because he wrote those under like a pseudonym. So, mm -hmm. yeah. They wrote them as Genevieve. <laughs> no, but he had like a different uh, name that he used when he wrote horror because he hit some success with like an alternative book series, and then for a while, like he went back and then he reclaimed like some of his earlier lost works. Hmm. Rachenfels is a restaurant in uh, Königswinter. Cool. Oh, nice. Yep. I can recommend again. Oh, that obviously, it's, uh, it's also it's all it's also a place, but just, yeah. Uh, maybe this maybe this comes up later, but is 2024 the year we all go to Warhammer World? Oh, I would like to. Yeah, you, well, you, at the same you know, time, okay. I mean, you haven't been? I've never been to Warhammer World now. Yeah, me, neither. me neither. Me neither. So this is the year that uh, me, Krell, and Morton goes to Warhammer World. And Yay! Everyone else has to live vicariously through our photos. Home. And it comes yeah. a nice thing home. Yeah. And pay for it. Yeah, I've been to Warhammer World with Jimmy, even. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to send us an invite. Yeah. <laughs> that will never happen. <laughs> Have you heard us? <laughs> no. I, I, I played my Kiss Love against Jimmy's... Uh, what do you play? Do you play Skaven? I played Skaven, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. who also joined us also played Skaven with even more Scryer stuff than I had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The most dwarven, dwarven man I've met in my life plays Skaven. So. Yeah, I know. He should yeah. be dwarves. He is such a slayer. Why? He, he's already living the dwarf lifestyle. Let him have like some role-playing experiences. Yeah, you, you, sh you shouldn't be typecast into being a dwarf just because you look like a slayer. In that case. That's but, the same uh, reason that Nicholas doesn't play the undead. Yep. Yeah, or, or the, the same reason Manfred doesn't play Undead. <laughs> Greatest shame. 
the greatest shame. Yeah. Here, I mean, shouldn't we all like pitch in and give him an, an undead army with Manfred von Karstein? <laughs> we just give him Manfred von Karstein. <laughs> Manfred and Manfred. It's all up to you now. I think we should just uh, roll up a random uh, von Karstein uh, cousin or something like that. Uh, Manfred is a bit too high end for Manfred. <laughs> like Kevin or Steve. <laughs> Oh, did I did, did I mention you guys that my middle name is Zacharias? Wow! No, no it isn't. It isn't. But but Aww. it would be fun if you sent me that model. Morton has kids, so is Zacharias the barely living? <laughs> Speaking of barely living, how about that other leak that we had uh, this week? Oh yeah, the, the, new, the new Tomb King battalion box. Yeah, what's in the box? It's. It's happening! It's happening! It's happening! Yeah, this is, but it's not a battalion box. It's uh, like a start like a start playing box. Yeah, like a start yeah. for one army at a time. Yeah, yeah I, I like it because I mean, but it looks more like the army deals that they had in uh, yeah. sixth edition. That's what I was thinking too. Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's funny for two reasons. The first one is that we've since long discussed on how we're going to release this, and I think this is a seriously good idea. Just like, hey, here's the Tomb King slash Bretonia army, you get the rulebook for it. Uh, the other one is, uh, we were actually in the pod chat having a parallel discussion ongoing, like, what's the new box going to cost? What's going to be like an estimate? And I think Nicholas said it's going to cost maybe like his estimation, since he doesn't know. <coughs> Does he? And like, maybe like the Heresy Battle Group, uh, 150 quids. Roundabout. I, I did not say that. I think it's going to oh, be more it? expensive. Oh, I think more. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I was involved in a bidding war on Swedish eBay uh, for like the old Tomb King's army box, and mm. it wound up ending up at like three hundred euros. Mm. I saw it. Oh. Three thousand kroners. I think it's yeah. going to be like uh, two hundred euros, like two thousand two hundred crowns. I'd pay that. It might be that they're. Pricing themselves out of uh, new players at that, uh, that price point, point. They might do uh, like a loss leader, as they've done with uh, the limited edition uh, Lost Heresy box. That's called. Mm-hmm. Or do you know what they might do? The battle group. What if they're clever and they do something like market savvy? They do like they did with 40k for like 10 fed. They have different levels of boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all you need is a is a character uh, to earlier general and uh, three units. Then you can play the game. Yeah. How, how like many how many different boxes do you think they're going to be? Though? Just Tomb Kings and Bretonia, or all at least two. Yeah, I think just two though. Yeah, at launch. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think do you think they're going to release the rulebook separately at the same time, or like two months later? Then? Ooh, uh, looking at the way they're operating right now, it's usually like uh, three to four weeks afterwards. Mm. But uh, the Floridian Imperialis, didn't they release, and the Heresy release, didn't they release the rulebook at the same time? Uh, yes and no. Or no, no, the Heresy book was released was two weeks later or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Floridian Imperialis, they released both at the same time. However, like both sold out in ridiculous amounts of time. Of course, like. of course they did. So if they don't release the rulebook separately and only release Tomb Kings and Bretonia, I'm going to be a bit pissed. Then, uh, so I don't then want to have we'll, to buy a whole uh, army to get books. Have you considered getting good and just buying some freaking Tomb Kings, Nicholas? <laughs> I mean, they talked about having some sort of Ravening Hordes list from launch as well, and then it makes sense to have the, the rulebook separate, I guess. But yeah. 
But money, money, money. Uh, what do you guys think about the design of the box? Just the aesthetics, the blue color and everything? I mean, I, I love, love that. Uh, yeah. I love that they went back to having uh, artwork, artwork on the front yeah. instead of having uh, photo yeah. mini miniatures. Yeah, and that blue is like the old Marauder boxes you could see, like uh, proper fourth ed colored. It made me nostalgic in all the good ways. Uh, I don't know what I think about the the blue. Oh, I mean, that's uh, something bad to say about the undead box release. <laughs> what a surprise! Warhammer, Warhammer should uh, be red. Yeah, red. exactly. Like, Warhammer, Warhammer has always been this red orange. I think I, yeah, I associate but, uh, blue with the Lord of the Rings. Eventually. I keep forgetting that the blue boxes were before you were even conceived to be a soul that later took the form of a soul, a toy, little sperm that became a human being. <laughs> Fuck and this guy. is uh, this is why we had the warning at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> no. Oh, if you made you this knew, far, you knew I was joining you. Uh, there was a pre precautionary measure, <laughs> but I do think that they go for the blue with the red, red just to differentiate them from the Eight of Sigma boxes that are uh, red, brown, a uh, brownish red. Yeah, course. but Nicholas uh, does make a fair point. Like uh, blue is pretty unusual for fancy, but like we've seen a lot of blue for Tomb Kings historically. Maybe like the Bretonia box has a different color. Yeah, Just what if that would be try. red? But uh, that doesn't make sense in a selling point, right? No. Yeah. Uh, even... with, the, with the artwork, uh, as you guys said, it's great that they're returning the artwork because I mean, when when you walk into the store and you see those boxes of artwork that's what sticks with you i mean i still remember what the the empire militia box looks like and the, the empire state troops and the, the clan rats that are like mm. such mm. great images like mm. they, they stick with you and, and like, then you're like oh my god what's this and then you flip to the backside and you see the the monkey hands of the clan rats and you <laughs> instantly put them back but, and the world but tales yeah, but then you flip the not to. Uh, I know we've mentioned the uh, Tomb King skeletons uh, before. <laughs> then you, they flip the box and you see, oh, that's a lovely, lovely dragon uh, crocodile skeleton thing with the rider. And why did they have? Didn't they should redo the skeleton, the regular skeletons? Ooh, I got that. I get. I get the skeleton part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, so the, what, the, the mummy cat is awesome. Yeah. Tell us what what do you get in the box? Skeletons. Yeah. Oh, you get yeah. a lot of, uh, of skelly boys. Wow. A crocodile dragon. You get uh, the crocodile dragon. And you, get you, get you get like 10 uh, cavalry skeleton horsemen. Yes, light skeletons. You 20 get 20 spearmen. Yep. You get more. Yeah, you get a 15 of... tomb guards. Yeah. How many chariots? Three? Three, uh, I think. Three. Three, because I already so, have three. So for me, that was good. And like. Thank you, thank you, whoever at GW listens to our podcast and knows I instinctively need three more chariots. Hmm. At least were there were there bowmen as well? I think yeah, so. in the back, yes. right? Yeah, plenty yes. bowmen. And uh, then you have the cavalry as well, the skeleton horsemen. Mm. But like and Nicholas has a fair point because when you pick it up and you're like at the artwork, what are these? They're like angry ratmen scurrying over each other, creating chaos. Okay, what are the skeletons? What like? hopeless despair endlessly marching to war like what are the dwarves okay they're angry vengeance seekers bearded goods i think the artwork is much more like instantly appealing and like you said you carry it with you like we have found memories and i might not always have liked the re-release of artwork for later editions but they are striking in their own way so i too welcome our new art lord overlords <laughs> yeah. i did notice you don't get any of the fine cast releases like there's no uh 
there's no uh, like living statues in these. There's no Shabti. There's no like sepulchral stalkers. Uh, none of like those guys. Not even like a sphinx. So I wonder if they're gonna redo some of those in plastic. I really hope so. It but might the be like stalkers, the... weren't they in, in plastic? No. You, oh yeah, they were. They were. You're right. Sepulchral stalkers were. I'm actually looking at the box now. It doesn't look like there's any tomb guards in it. It's uh, two really? twenty man units of skeletons and two ten man units of archers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a bit strange. If you're out and, there and uh, have, like, two, two, un- two units of eight horsemen oh, yeah. and three chariots. Yeah. This is yeah, nice. It, this is nice. I, I, I love the size difference between the uh, tomb uh, prince or whatever you can call him on foot and uh, the <laughs> skeleton next to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I place my epic warhound next to my Adept, uh, <laughs> Adeptus Titanicus warhound. <laughs> it's more more likely to place an Adeptus, place an Adeptus Titanicus warhound next to a twenty eight mil warhound. Yeah, but but it's it's nice though that uh, you get all the the basic stuff in this box, but then they basically leave all of the the rare choices and the special choices up to you to mm. yeah to choose. Yeah, I mean this is a great start. You you have an army if you get this box. Yeah. 93 yeah, I mean, models. It's a lot of models. Yeah, I guess, it, I guess it, Morten it, didn't have to chase models. <laughs> <laughs> it will be interesting to see when they have the preview of what else is getting released for the Tomb Kings, given uh, the, how many kids were returning for Bretonia. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what? And that they also did mention that there were metals and uh, uh, resin models, but resin models were being cast in Fort resin and uh, not. Uh, Fine cost, which is uh, probably good for branding, if nothing else. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the Tomb King support groups just selling pitchforks and torches. If we get the same reaction that people had to the Bretonia. Oh my god, one of those Bretonia Knights of the Realm has a female haircut. Light the world <laughs> yeah. on fire! And I'm like, oh dudes, come on. Oh no, that uh, mag- mag- magic user has shoes. Yeah. Magical footwear. But that did alienate Nicholas from ever playing Bretonia though. He's Put some shoes on the skeletons, I say. <laughs> Watch the world burn. Sandals. Sandals, man. <laughs> no, no. The exact same kind of shoes that the damsel has. <laughs> but what, so what do you guys think will be in the Bretonia box, given what we see here? Horses. I'm yeah? thinking you... the, the new character, uh, the uh, the one on Hippogriff, to come yeah. point the... Uh, as and I mentioned, the new knight on foot. Yeah. Yeah, and men at arms. Yeah, men at arms, men at arms, bowmen, nicer realm, um, uh, and only nicer realm. I don't think they'll put like crusty knights or uh, gray knights because they haven't put anything like that in the Tomb Kings one. I think it's, it'll be maybe maybe even two units of uh, nicer realm mm-hmm. and uh, one unit of nice and foot, men at arms, and peasant bowmen. Yeah, and the new guy on royal Pegasus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that we did speculate about that a few episodes ago. That uh, before we saw that uh, the Tomb Kings were were to get a well flying crocodile, <laughs> so whatever, whatever they decided to call it, it's it's a lovely model. The wings makes uh, really no sense. Uh, Fro- uh, crocodile. Me. Hey, hey, yeah. it's magic. I ain't gotta explain shit. <laughs> ah, that's true. That's true. Fair enough. But it, it is a lovely model. I'm not going to take, it, take anything away from it. That it is a lovely model. But Except for uh, the wings. fair. But we did, since we did speculate, since the Bretonian Bretonians got the the hippogriff, is it the Pegasus? 
Like it's, it's the hippogriff, is it? We haven't seen a hippogriff. We've only seen rules. No, that's the pe- yeah, that's the pe- then it's the Pegasus. That's uh, the that Royal kit, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it will probably be in that kit uh, uh, to a counterpoint with the Tomb King's uh, dragon. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think they're going to be quite similar. I'm do you think? Thinking, do you think? Do you think the hippogriff is going to be? going to look. Do you think it's going to look like the old demigriff that Empire had? Because they had riders for that in Aphed, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. They were discovered. They were discovered in the end times. They did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, but hippogriffs, hippogriffs have wings, right? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and those of them have a... Yeah, exactly. The, the demigriffs, demigriffs uh, yeah. they don't because I keep like forgetting about them. Because again, I didn't play a lot of Aphid, but they did have that like demigriff riders, didn't they? Yes. Uh, yes. One of my favorite units. I think they look so cool. Yeah, they but are. You can say what they are cool. They are cool. They don't Mortent, make sense. Mortent, uh, Mortent to never change. Eighth <laughs> edition. But then they also had the, the the Griffin, and it's just it's called the Griffin, right? The Emperor one. Yeah, massive in edition. Yeah, I mean, they also have lore reasons for that. So they're like specially bred in the Empire, selectively bred, and all that. I wish, I wish we had Griffin balls. Yeah, I wish we had a video (laughs) message from Jens about Griffin balls right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like Kalanga, and now, and now we have a video message from one of our members, Griffin balls, and that was it. (laughs) Do you think that they will increase the size of the hippogriff? Yes. The, like, the Bretonian one? I think that's guaranteed because they need like a centerpiece model. And it needs to be on par with uh, uh, gr- uh, the, their... Or bigger. Pegasus. Pegasus. But, I mean, it's it's going to be on a 50 millimeter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so true, I, don't, I don't think they'll make it bigger. Especially uh, not since the... Uh, uh, I think they are just going to re-release the... Uh, Leon, Leon Yeah, yeah, he's the only one. He's the only one who's been on a hippogriff before, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, um, wasn't there an earlier version that also him? Maybe I don't know. Could just be generic. Uh, I was going to say that, that it'll be lame if they reintroduce like a named character as just a random character, but they have done that many times before. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I remember King Ulrich. Yeah, and suddenly in the six point five book, dwarf lord on yeah. the shield. Same with the the, the king of Karak Azul. What's yeah. his name? Yeah, with the horn. Which is, yeah, just became a dwarf lord. Generic dwarf lord. Uh, Morathi foot. I like. Yeah, she also turned into like a normal sorceress. Yeah, yeah she's a dark sorceress from sixth edition. She was Morathi yeah. foot before that. The, the early ones even said Morathi on the, the tab. I like how Nicholas is dropping all of these like dwarf names and facts, just like an American student who's been in France for six months and then comes back and like, oh yes, and of course then we have the Karakakakales. Um, as everybody knows, that's why we say it over there. Damn man, I'm loving all this dwarf lore, Nicholas. How? What, what are you talking about? I've been into dwarves since I was five. So what? Two years. <laughs> uh, like, where, where, for, where's uh, the goddamn uh, mute button? Where's the goddamn mute button? We are all at least five years old, given how long five and a half years old, given how long the podcast has been going. So we have speaking we have, uh, to me makes everyone age like rapid yeah. fire, like an Indiana Jones. Yeah, we are aging in real time. Yeah. Not 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 their normal kind. 
or anything. Do you, but like a joking aside, do you think we're gonna get like mini boxes or something similar for all the teams that are gonna be supported? Because there's like a list of the different uh, factions. That Main will be factions. Supported. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I wish. Yeah, I, I wanted to, but like, I'm gonna guess wave two or three because they're gonna go hard with Bretonian Tube King. But then also, it's like if they do that, then it's kind of they will sell more stuff. Even if they just re-release all stuff in a big box, and that's the only way to get the rule book in the first two months, mm. they're gonna fucking cash in. Yeah, but like, like th- I, I don't need anything more right now. I just want the rule book. But if but that's like, the only way yeah. to get it. Maybe I'm feeling that the last thing I need is more miniatures that I won't paint. Oof. I feel but like so this is this is 2023. Chris talking. We'll hear yeah. something else after the new year. Yeah, it's like it's like it took us five years, but Chris is finally learning. I'm so fucking proud. But uh, but looking at the business practices that be utilized so far, like they're gonna go hard with Tomb Kings and like Bretonia and not talk about anything else for like a couple of months, and then everybody's gonna buy this, and then they're gonna start releasing more stuff because they know people are gonna buy it regardless. That's what they've done before. I say, I say, we come back. Uh, I think we'll come back to the wish listing, and um, and we we go on with some more new stuff. I think there were some new models that we can talk about that have not been leaked, right? Did you see the crazy? Uh, vampire lady with a snake. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you mean the conversion base for a Nurgle Chaos Champion? Oh, that's all that I see because the, there's all these rust holes in her armor. So this is going to be a female Nurgle Champion for me. Oh, that's lewd. a nice idea, actually. Rust holes, lewd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how how tall and spindly she was. It was kind of freaky. Yeah, the like, thing is, it, she she has a very small footprint, so she can also be used in the on in a sixth edition vampire counts army as well. What's, what's up with you and feet? I know, I know. But, what's uh, up with me and feet? J- Jimmy, what uh, would you use her uh, as in uh, sixth ed? Uh, either a blood dragon vampire for a female mm-hmm. vampire, or I would use her as a Nurgle chaos champion. Yeah, because the model was quite large. Yeah, she's tall. Yeah. But she's, uh, I'm, she will fit just, on uh, a 20 mil base and she will fit on a 25 mil base because you don't need the goddamn snake. Throw the snake away. Well, obviously. Throw it away. No, no, the snake is the best part of that model. The snake is the best part of that model. Use the snake yeah. as a unit. Uh, I, want see, I want to see a mummy cat riding that snake. Yeah. <laughs> will it have the Instagram appeal of crab with a knife? Not, the, I'm not sure. Jim, Jimmy, um, is this character. As useful for commercials as the the fat guy with the axe. Yes, no, yet. Time three, will three tell. different versions of this this character from you. We, we got to ask. I mean, him I also, I'm also thinking, I'm also thinking like a Necromunda style model. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she would be an, an amazing base for a Necromunda Spire matriarch. So hmm. yeah. yeah, I'd use her like an imperial noble because into genetic modification alterations, and like you could easily make it like she has a needler sword or like a toxin blade or something. Yeah, you could yeah, even put, adapt the visor, the visor and the helmet. Oh yeah. Do you know what kind of disconcerting? To, what's disconcerting to me about this model? That you like her so much? No, like I, I'd feel no shame if that was a fact at all. No, it's like it said Neolamia. I wonder if they're going to do like some yeah. weird age. No, no, it's, it's N-U-Lamia. Yeah. 
like new new metal Lamia. Yeah, like the Linkin Park of Lamia. Like to me, that's kind of weird. I've no idea what so to do. Be great. But but so it's also it's like a, like a meme of uh, like new new hammer. Yeah, and like <laughs> what Age of Sigmar has become, and they're just playing on it. I I don't know if it's, it's deliberate or you're like, uh, are they actually brilliant? <laughs> But it seems like they're relaunching a lot of vampires. It's a lot of vampire focus, right? And Strigoi yeah. got a lot of things, and now maybe Lamia will get things. I guess the yeah. Blood Dragons, there have been some that, models that, that look uh, like that. Bit, that's because there's probably a new edition of Age of Sigmar next year that might update the, the storyline. I, mm-hmm. I, I I went into the, the Games Workshop store in Gothenburg uh, to, to, first of all, to get the teeny tiny rhino. Uh, yes. Did you get one? Man. I did. Are you going to uh, send it to me? Never. You have your own. You have your t- even teeny tinier rhinos. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I was chatting with them about uh, the new the new game, and that like the vampires are basically one for one what vampires used to be, and I'm wondering if they should use them for that as well. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I think they should have their own new line. But I mean, the, all of the new vampire stuff are just perfect for. Uh, the old world. Yeah, they never, very, very surprised if they don't just pour them over. They never did new graveguard, right? They did new no. skeletons, but never new graveguards. Yeah. Oh, but there was a wasn't there a preview today that you sent, uh, Chris? With some mm-hmm. nice, they 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 looked like graveguard. There were some warband or no, something. No, those like are uh, those are an underworld warband that was only available in the. Gnarlwood kit, I think it was oh, uh, the, they, the box, and they are not really of what game? Uh, that's, that's, that's like <laughs> two, two, two seasons ago or something like that of uh, uh, Underworlds, so that you can't get those models anymore. You oh, might find, mm, find like FOMO. a box. Uh, yeah, and there is uh, everyone that I know that plays uh, Undead in Age of Sigmar, or even some that I know that plays the Vampire Counts uh, in. Fantasy or Mordheim wants those models because they're He's great. not talking about me. I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. This man does but, not speak for us. But that's because yeah. they released it this century. Yeah. I, I, I tried to find them on the, the Games Workshop website. I, I tried no, no, they're, they're, they're not available. Show me the undead, but uh, they didn't yeah. show me. They're, they're, they're not available. Is Underworld the least supported Games Workshop system? Because I don't know anything about it, but like I know Warcry has a decent following, and like it's huge on TikTok, crap. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Nicholas. I'll take your word for it. But like, is Underworld? Because I know Warcry has. I know people who play Warcry, and they tell me it's a really good system. But I don't know anyone who plays Warcry. No, who plays Underworlds? Like there are probably people who do. It's probably a great system, but like it doesn't seem like it gets more released than like it's... here's this packet. It's more than more that uh, every t- every time there's a new se- new uh, season or expansion release, they do retire some of the old kits uh, okay. to keep the meta alive or something like that. I'm not really sure what the reason is, but it, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, there is quite a bit of FOMO in that case because you pretty much have to buy them or you can't uh, have the models. Uh, there are lovely models uh, in, in that has been released for uh, Unworlds uh, that we that I know. Uh, people are used for Mordheim, like the witch hunters, and uh, then the, there were the uh, lovely, what do we call the the, the K knight warband that you can use for. Uh, I, I can't keep track of the those witch hunters well. Like, because you released another witch hunter looking warband, right? 
those are only yeah, and those are normal monster hunters. They're not witch hunters. <laughs> but they they <laughs> so also have like dogs. They're hunters. Yeah, they are. They're great models. <laughs> dogs, dogs, and crossbows. That's that's all I see. And then they they have the 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 city city of the of the. Of oh, fuck, what's called the one that disappeared for a long time. The people Ulfen were Ulfen Karn, Karn, no, Karn Karn City, Curse City. Yeah, city. yeah, the city's name was Ulfen Karn. But they're like uh, witch hunters. They look like witch hunters. They have stakes and crossbows and shit. And then they released for Underworld uh, stakes and dogs uh, warband. And now for this other game, the warband. way you're. The way your mind is melting right now and it's refusing to comprehend is how I feel every time I have to learn something new about computers or cell phones. Every a lot time. of those, uh, a lot of those warbands uh, from Underworlds do have uh, rules for Age of Sigmar. Uh, same with uh, some of the Morker models, and there were really two uh, witch hunters uh, released uh, for Age of Sigmar. One for work, uh, no one for Curse City. The box for War Cry and the box for Underworlds. So, like, as a consumer, the fact that whenever they start a new season, they retire and forcibly remove a bunch of stuff, that sounds horrible. But as somebody who actually studied business, that sounds like the it money machine that goes... That's it's, just it, it's also brilliant. It's a li- limited market for the the game as well. Yeah. Might be people buy them either for the models or for the... If they really like the game. Otherwise, there's no reason... Really, Let's not just uh, mention what happened to the rest of uh, all of the uh, Imperialis, uh, Aeronautic Imperialis. Model. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> but uh, has there been a, any other new models that we need to talk about? I'm not sure. I don't think so, no. no. Otherwise, I'm keen on talking about new rules and uh, how to build an army. Uh, yes. But first, just recapping from before, because I, I, I just completely missed this when we talked about uh, the thing before the, the special rules and where they showed the Grail Knights and uh, that they are unit type heavy cavalry. Mm-hmm. We, I don't, I don't think we talked about that, did we? Did we so even heavy... talk about them at all? I don't think uh, we did. No. no, no. So I mean, so okay, this means that heavy cavalry is now separate from light cavalry, I guess, and monstrous cavalry, maybe. Yeah. And I just want to mention that we haven't discussed uh, that article yet as well. No, we did last episode, right? No, no, we went as far as discussing them themselves, didn't we? No, I, don't look at me. I wasn't here. Maybe, but to, to confuse don't anyone, anyone confuse people more, the new scouts look lovely. They're quite bit, quite a bit big, but they look lovely. The striking scorpions are amazing. I wonder how they look on square bases. <laughs> and we haven't discussed that article yet. We, oh, we, don't say square bases. You're going to spook Nicholas. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on hex bases. Oh, Stop God. it, Patrick. He's afraid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let, uh, let, let's just go into the uh, Living Saint and Specials rules for the Grail Knights in that case. Oh, so we have, so we have two, two, news, two new rules to talk about. Uh... I think so. No one cares okay. about these Grail Knights. These are, they have like, what, 78 special rules? I like, uh, I like one, fact, two, three, I like, four. Did you guys five, see six, that you can seven, concede eight, the first turn nine. and pray for the lady's favor again? That is good. Yeah, but that's uh, what it used to be. Yeah, but it's back. Oh, yeah. 75, sorry. This is a universal rule. Just 
one of about 75 in the game about 75 but it's well, that's good so i haven't i haven't lost my mind then i thought i was pretty sure we we're talking about this but okay so grail knights uh 38 points per model wow and you have some cool stats and they look cool and they are now troop type heavy cavalry so what does that mean guys light cavalry will be a separate thing and do you think light cavalry will be the same as fast cab was before then that they will just equal sign thoughts Maybe, I don't know if, maybe if they will uh, have the the same reform thing, but uh, in in this uh, edition, there's the close order um, mm -hmm. rule, right? The special rule, close order that they yeah. rank up, and then there's also loose formation, but the models also rank up. So maybe that could be the difference. Maybe light cavalry will have loose formation because it said it will be easier to move through terrain and stuff with that. Yeah, heavy cavalry has has close order in the special rules here yeah uh and the base size heavy cab 30 by 60 millimeters gross what why it's a weird one thing my thing. chaos knights will rejoice yes yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. the same yeah finally I'm, I'm gonna make a weird in joke that I think only Jimmy was gonna like realize from last time playing. Hey Jimmy, they're the perfect size for me to use for a unit filler. <laughs> Goddamn chariot base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we have discussed this off air, and uh, we settled on it was just you preparing for uh, ranking up for the old world. Yeah. Yes, hmm. of course. What else? <laughs> just well, just uh, planning ahead. <laughs> I think it's interesting because in the picture here, there, 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 you can see some gray lights, which I guess are mounted on these new bases, uh, and they they still look kind of crammed. It doesn't look like they're weirdly large those yeah. bases. Yeah, it looks like they're the old bases though. Yeah, I thought the same. Mm -hmm. I actually saw somebody yeah. post earlier today uh, doing night goblins on the larger bases, and to me, it just looked very disconcertingly weird. Okay. Uh, maybe it's we just like I'm not used to it, but like <laughs> they seemed so spaced out. Yeah, but I think especially was it Skull Pass Night Goblins? Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah, especially they're small. Much, like, yeah, yeah, must be. Yeah, put 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 the multi part kit on there, and it'll look decent, I think. But like, I mean, they were they're, they're tiny. The I mean, you can you can put the uh, the fifth sl slash sixth edition Night Goblins on them. They will look proper. Yeah, but like I've put Angors on the bigger bases, and like it also to me, I, maybe it's just like what I'm used to and what I've seen before, but like it looks so weird to me. So, I'm, um, so I'm old. Uh, the, the Grey Knights come with a bunch of weapons and armor and blah, blah, blah. Now, the upgrades, you can still get, you know, full command, of course. It's seven points per unit. In eighth edition, it was 10 points always in every army, I think. Uh, oh, how nah, was it in sixth edition? No. Nah. Wasn't that's, it? That's Dr. The War stuff. Yeah. I mean, for, for Night Goblins, if I have full command, it's 20 points. That's like what the unit costs. It, even in 8th edition? In 6th in, in edition, it's, dependent on, it's always dependent on the unit. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, cheaper units like uh, humans, usually it's uh, 10 points for champion, 10 points for standard bear, and 5 points per musician. But then uh, Dark Elves have like 7 points for musician and 14 for champion and standard bear and for um, kiss of cavalry it's 40 for a full command so i think it's uh 16 16 and 8 yes, so you're eight. happy that they will it will scale a bit more in this edition then again 
It looks cheaper. That's good because yeah. I mean sometimes it just felt not worth it to take uh, those upgrades. But I mean the unit looks better when they have a command. So, I think we all yeah. did it anyway, but it made it weird to like calculate army points if you had more than one army. That's how I always felt anyway. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad if it's cheaper. I mean because it'll look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they can take magic standard and uh, they can take magic items. So that's good. That will be in the game again. They have a bunch of special rules. Uh, and so, for example, you have. Well, lands formation is in there, which is nice, I guess. Um, but we can come back to some of the special rules, I think. So, one of the interesting ones, uh, well, well, an interesting thing about cavalry. So, these guys have heavy armor, so that should be 5 plus. They have a shield, so that should be 4 plus. And they have a barded Bretonian Warhorse, so that's a total of 3 plus. And that means that they have removed the plus 1 for just being mounted, because in previous editions, they would have a 2 plus save, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cavalry will now have uh, lower armor saves in general, but maybe that's to balance that cavalry would, will be much better and that it's not as easy to get armor piercing in this edition, since you don't get it by just having high strength anymore. Yeah. So, um, and when they charge, they have their lances, so they have a plus two strength, and then they have armor bane one, and I... I haven't tried Armor Bane yet, but so far, reading it, I hate it because it's just so <laughs> complicated. So you have a lance, right? Okay, I come with my lance, and it gives me plus two strength when I charge. That's great, just as before. Okay, but what about armor? Ah, does it remove armor? No, wait, strength doesn't matter. It has armor piercing minus two. Okay, so I'll remove two armor. That's good. But it also has Armor Bane one. Okay, uh, so if a model with this special rule rolls a natural six when making a to-wound to roll, then the armor-piercing characteristic is improved by the amount shown in the brackets. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, I wound, I roll to wound, and okay, these four wound you, and for these four you have minus two armor, and then I have a six here, so for that one it's a minus three armor. <laughs> Doesn't that yeah. just sound complicated? Does it, couldn't, it's couldn't, uh, almost like we need to, to see the full, full rule set before we can do judgments on the, on the rules in yeah, a vacuum. Um, it, it, I, ho- I hope just there won't be too many of these things, like because uh, you, you have poison and then you have this thing, and maybe there will be another thing. But it's, it's how rending worked as well in mm-hmm. 40k and 30k. Like you'll have you have to keep track of some dice that are better, and then or maybe you have a modifier and that they they do this on a five instead of just a six. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like maybe for eighth edition though, Morten. Fucking predatory fighters on Saurus. Like, you throw like uh, 60 attacks and then sixes explode and you have to roll more dice. And then maybe they're standing in a magical forest and then they have poison attacks and you have to keep track of all that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see when we play the game. Uh, uh, so, uh, so there, there are 75 universal special rules in the game. Yay. I don't know how many there have been before. Maybe similar. Yeah, but so they're saying like uh, that they will divide it a bit more because, uh, for example, in 8th edition, if you were a monster, then you would automatically get some other special rules. Mm. Um, and then you would have to keep track of that by, it says, it just says I'm a monster. And then you just need to know that you get stomps. Yeah. 
But now that's right. so that's better that they keep all the rules on the unit card in a way. Yeah. But it will make a lot of rules. <laughs> At first glance, it looks like a lot of rules. Um, so close close order is another thing they say here that just shows that you're not a skirmisher, right? But now it's a it's listed. Yeah. And stomp and so forth. So that's that's good. Um, <laughs> no ambiguity. No. And then they talk about the blessings of the lady. So as you said, uh, Krell, you can instead of rolling to see who goes first, you take a knee, and then you get a six plus four save. Or better. Okay, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah I had a, I had a political politi- political joke here, but I'm gonna like retain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so di- so did we all. They're not worth it, <laughs> and they usually don't end up well in a recorded medium with people you know who listen that you don't know. You know, we we usually have like a large empty segment where I try to just put in piquant political satire. <laughs> yeah. But then they have countercharge. So what is countercharge? So if you are charged by a unit, then uh, wait, uh, it's effective against monsters, cavalry, and chariots. If our gray lights are charged by units such as these from a longer distance than their attackers' movement characteristic, they can spur their horses d three plus one inch in response. Both parties count as charging. An initiative, uh, and initiative then comes into play. And this most likely means that charging is strike first again, which I like. But we've covered this, right? This we talked about this. That don't you remember the? Uh, yeah, yeah, we covered this, and then we came to the conclusion that it wasn't clear. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, but wait, it's not clear. All the... This is why I hope, and with great hope comes great disappointment. <laughs> yeah, but sorry, hope, but hope is the first step on the road to disappointment. Ah, uh, why can't I find this now? Don't you remember there was an example with uh, swordmasters, and when you charge, you get a you get plus to your initiative, right? Or it said something like the one who charges gets plus to their initiative, but sometimes a troll will not strike before a swordmaster anyway. Yeah. So it sounded maybe not. This, maybe this is like if both parties charge, then no one gets an initiative bonus, and normal initiative is then important. Yeah, but this is only if you have the counter charge then that you can. Yeah, yeah. So most likely you will, you might get plus initiative when you charge normally, mm. and oh, when yeah, both yeah. parties charge, you don't get the bonus. So yeah. normal initiative. But I, I think I think it will be a plus something to your initiative when you charge, not strike first automatically. So that's what I'm saying. Plus, getting a plus, that's going to be like third edition. Yeah, we. I, I could be. I could be fine with that. But we, yeah, we'll see. But uh, that was countercharging. Uh, then they have finest war horses. Uh, that's great. So you can reroll once when you charge, flee, or pursue. Yay! Uh, and then they have first charge. So, um, in if their first charge of the game makes contact, the target unit loses its rank bonus until the next round of combat. Ooh, scary. Okay, so gray lights will be nasty. Uh, yeah. Um, so like the first time they charge even like a full strength unit, they're gonna push them back. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um we can skip some of these, I think, but swift stride is interesting because that will uh, affect a lot of things. So then swift stride adds a further three inches to your maximum charge range. 
and have they haven't talked about a maximum charge range before, right? Because this this doesn't make sense to me. So it adds three inches to your maximum charge charge range and plus d6 inches to any given charge, flight, or pursuit, which is something they talked about before with charging, right? That's normal units charge one. Was it one d6 now? No, you to, you roll two and choose the highest. Can't remember. We've talked uh, about this. Yeah, roll roll two and pick the highest plus your move. Yeah. It's a lot shorter than than eight edition. The Swiss riders rolled three and picked a two, two highest. highest. Yeah, yeah. So it works the same as it does in <clears> eighth <throat> edition now. But then this is weird. So then, okay, and you get plus. Okay, I mean, so but most most likely, like heavy cavalry might have a maximum short range of like sixteen inches. Just just for an example. Mm -hmm. So. This would give them a maximum range of 19 inches. You still have a random charge, but you have a maximum range on your charge. So, okay, like, so, dwarfs, so like dwarfs can't charge 15 inches like they can do in 8th edition. Okay. So just to yeah, minimize that some units just can't charge that far. It yeah. is, ah, say something with movement 6 has swift stride, right? And then the highest thing you could roll on t 3 dice picking to highest would be 12 plus 6 would be 18, right? Mm -hmm. That would be your maximum range. And it just so, so... But then then if you have Swiss stride, then what? You, you would, so would roll be... another d6, but then your maximum would still be 21. You can't... It can't be 24. No, I mean, you, the, the extra dice you get to roll is... You roll 3 and choose 2 highest, right? So... No, wait. You, no, you roll 2... Choose one and, highest, and they roll one extra. Yeah, and add d six to any given charge. Yeah. So, so say if you have movement six, and you get twelve, is twelve your normal maximum range? And then I plus think three means that fifteen. It's ah ah. I don't know. Maybe well, maybe it, it works. It, it, it seems a bit complicated. Why not just ah? Oh, if you roll an extra d six, shouldn't the max range just yeah. be increased by six so that wherever you roll is what you. <laughs> But you have to remember, no, I actually can't go that far. <laughs> oh. ah, okay. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, magic attacks. Yay, good stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> it seems like a lot of stuff has magical attacks. I just want guess, to... I guess they really, really got a lot of good feedback from Aphidition players on how ethereal was the bane of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those who have not played against vampire counts in Aphidition, Good for or in you. any edition. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think uh, then they don't really go through any... There are some special uh, Bretonian rules here for the magic items and stuff. But I, I don't think we need to go through that. I think the, the main things we've done. So um, People want to uh, know about army selection, Morten. Yes, let's go to army selection because this... Oh, now it's getting real fun. Ooh, and ooh. that's uh, something we will go through next episode. In this episode, no, we will no. <laughs> hang on for next time. No, I pushed you. You will not deny us, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, as Chris said before, games do not have recommended point values. As long as you have a general and three units, you have an army. That's a bit strange thing to write, I think, but uh, I don't know. I think I think it's more uh, how how many hours do you want to spend uh, yeah. gaming rather? But but they do give you an estimate for like two thousand points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
2,000 points seems like a good thing. And then you have maybe 100 moles each. Um, and then they talk about understanding your army composition. So now you have characters, core, special, rare. So that just means that they put uh, lords and heroes together into one. That's characters. What do you guys think about this? This is like 4th and 5th edition. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly yep. like that. This is exactly like 5th edition. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so funny they did that because we spoke about 5th edition in the last episode. It, it's yeah, it's heard, good heard in the way the way they made it with the zero to one and one plus restrictions on top of that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, but then it's it gets more fun because they also have in addition to that you can get mercenaries and Ooh. allies. And what's the difference bringing, between mercenaries? Oh, sorry. Bringing back allies is like one of the best things they could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's the fe- best feature of. Uh, Total War Three. Humans should always have been able to like bring a small dwarven contingent, or like, or, bring or more importantly, halflings. Yep. Yeah, halflings. Mm. Like, I think Represent it thematically, thematically <laughs> and game wise, it makes perfect sense. And I'm I'm not entirely sure why people are angry, except for the fact that they want to be angry. <laughs> it's it's confounding. Make, we want new you, things. Because you new make things. them angry. We don't like new things. <laughs> But that means that it will be great for a uh, Musio army then. Oh. And you can have both uh, regular knights and undead. But like mm-hmm. for allies, we're all basically presuming there's going to be some restriction, right? That yeah. you can't like... Yeah. <laughs> I-, I have some Skaven allies because my Empire army doesn't know what Skaven are. So like I've got 25 uh, gutter runners and a Grazier. But, but, but I mean, there are restrictions. We'll see in yeah. the Spritonia list, but you can only pick yeah. four allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the difference, so mercenaries, some armies can include specific units drawn from other army lists as mercenaries, okay? And then allies, most armies can include an allied contingent drawn from another, another army list. So what is the difference there? That you can just, okay, if you're playing dwarves, you can take uh, handgunners just as core. Uh, but if you want yeah. uh, great swords, you would have to take a, a, a empire general and great swords and Spearmen. Is that the difference? I think some units will have like the mercenary keyword and you can pick them more freely. Like yeah. this Bretonian, like, for example. Like can, can't support have yeah, but I mean the, this Bretonialist, you can't you you can choose between four different allies, but maybe they can take ogre man eaters anyway, because they are mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Or maybe man eater. Oh, I hope that yeah, Dogs my, of War, but I... My, my guess is, like, mercenaries is going to be, like, the new Dogs of War army, so to say. So, like, going to be basic troops with uh, weird kind of weapons, like the pike. I really hope so, but... Don't give me false hope, Jim. Yeah, but <laughs> I like, will always give you false hopes. You know that. About ogres, like, whoa, there she goes. She's a man-eater. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I could have taken. Commandant. I could have taken the Nelly Furtado song. You should be happy I didn't. <laughs> no, like I think so too, uh, and I'd love to see like a return to form with Dogs of War. I think we all would. So, so moving on, they say that every faction, including those who only get a, PF, a PDF list, will have a grand army upon release. A balanced list of options from which you can pick a variety of units chosen from four categories shown above. Uh, there's usually one page of stipulations, but the full range of units from each fraction is available uh, for selection. Okay, uh, here is the example of the Bretonia. Uh, Nicholas, do you have it? Do you want to take go through it? Uh, sure. 
King of Northern Britonia Army List, Grand Army Composition. So, first off, they've gone back to percentages for Army Composition, uh, which I am ambivalent of. I mean, I always thought, like, either, uh, like, choices, as you have in 6th edition, or slots, uh, or 8th edition's percentages. I think there was percentages before as well. Yeah. Um, that doesn't matter that much. I mean, it all depends on how you like where you put the different units in the the army list. Anyway, like mm. dwarf rangers were rare in eighth edition, but then it didn't matter that much because of percentages and what else is there. So, but they sort of they, com- they sort of combined it by having slots as well. Now, right? It's a bit of a bit of both. Yes. So now they have a lot of like zero to whatever. And zero to whatever per thousand points. So first off, in characters, up to fifty percent of your army's point value may be spent on zero to one duke, which will be like the main lord character. Freaking primark uh, level, strong as a troll. <laughs> yeah, uh, zero to one baron or prophetess uh, per one thousand points. So those are like your normal lore choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then paladins, damsels, and sergeant at arms, which are heroes. There's there's no limitations on how many of them you can take except for the, the 50% uh, thing, anyway. Like uh, co- yeah. yeah, I think that that's good because uh, uh, it's always a bit wonky with like uh, how many Characters you take per per points level, but but then again, it's like it's a bit weird. You can ta- you can still take a duke at pretty low points levels. Um, yeah, but I don't know if that will be disadvantages or or not. Maybe you call. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, cost so many points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was gonna say that as well. I like how you can just hear Nicholas being cautiously pessimistic. <laughs> That's his <laughs> job. Okay, and core, at least 25% of your army's point value must be spent on one plus unit in the Knights of the Realm on foot and or mounted Knights of the Realm. And when I read this the first time, I was like, why did they put and or mounted Knights of the Realm? Um, uh, because, the like mounted, because the foot knights are unmounted. Yeah, and then I thought, like, oh, maybe if they didn't put that, then people would think, like, oh, if I have one unit of knights on foot, then I can't take knights on horses. Because it says knights on foot or knights on horses. Mm. Uh, but now it's and or. So, yeah, you have to have a unit of knights on foot or on horse. Uh, one plus unit of men at arms and or peasant bowmen, which is new. Because in the old book, you had to have at least one unit of knights of the realm. That was the basis. But now you have to have knights and peasants. Sell more models! Zero <laughs> uh, to one unit of knight errant per unit of knights of the realm. On foot or mounted knights of the realm, taken. So yeah. Uh, knight errants, zero to one per unit of knights of the realm. Uh... Which is good, but there will be different options for these. So you'll see. Uh, specials, 50% of your army 
uh, Squires. Just a, a return to fifth edition. Yeah. Because uh, they were. They're skirmishing uh, bowmen. Yeah, they were the skirmishing bowmen because in sixth edition you had the bowmen which you could upgrade to be skirmishers. Yeah. One unit of. And, but now they're, they're their own unit again and they're special. And you have Crescent Knights, Pegasus Knights, and Mounted Yeoman. Zero to two units of Battle Pilgrims per 1,000 points. Uh, yeah, so there's something, it, some things that are like per 1,000 points. So it's a yeah. cool mix. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you can't, you can't spam things. I bet like, yeah, you'll see the, the, the trebuchet. In rare, 25, 25% of your army may be rare. So you have gray lights and 0 to 1 field trebuchets per 1,000 points. So yeah, I, I think and I hope they're going to do a lot of that for war machines. So you can't spam like goblin bolt throwers and special. <laughs> You know those are crap anyways. <laughs> no, it's a principle. You never see vampire camp players spam artillery. <laughs> but maybe you, you can have a, a allied cannon this time. Yeah, or like a cheeky allied uh, skeleton uh, screaming skulls catapult. Do you know yeah. one thing I was looking at this that I missed and I don't know why, but I, like, I was for certain it was going to be in there. Uh, Foot Knights. I thought you were gonna bring back foot knights. I don't know why. But they're there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. I mentioned That's in the one plus the unit form. of knights of the realm on foot or mounted of the realm. Yeah, just yeah. And maybe I'm thinking of like fourth edition Bretonia, where foot knights weren't like knights of the realm. They're just like you know, they're knights. unit champions in the yeah yeah, and they died. Like their horse is dead, and now they just fight on foot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's a. Uh, Bit of controversy though. Mercenaries, up to twenty percent of your army points value may be spent on mercenaries as Bretonia. Sacrebleu. They always had this thing that they can't take dogs to war because they they won't rely on mercenaries. It's dishonorable. <laughs> but uh, I think but I it... mentioned this in uh, the pod pod chat, chat didn't I? Uh, that it's better to pay uh, some other people to die for you instead of having your peasants die. Historically, that's food. not how Britannia rolls. Having your peasants die is pretty much their go-to way of having warfare. Yeah. They used to have cannons as well. Yeah, L- Lest and the peasants will again. get ideas. <laughs> they will again. Well said. Yeah. And then allies, uh, 25% of your army's points value may be spent on a single allied contingent drawn from any kingdom of Britannia army of infamy composition list. Ooh. Or one of the following Grand Army composition lists from Dwarven Mountain Halls, Suspicious, Empire of Man, High Elf Realms, Well Elf Realms, Suspicious. <laughs> I like that they bring Suspicious allies back again. Yeah. Um, so in the older editions, did you get like a minus... Minus one, minus one leadership, leadership if you were within like six inches of a, a unit which were suspicious allies. Like yeah. here's Might Magic Free. <laughs> okay, so Armies of Infamy. And here you ask, what is that? And that's yeah. the coolest thing. Uh, the Grand Army is not the only way to select a force. However, each faction will gradually gain access to Armies of Infamy. 
which provide often wildly different ways to muster force. As a Bretonian lord, you might wish to enter exile, especially as it means you can then take forbidden border princes bombards into battle, while those who really enjoy knights and more knights may prefer an errant crusade. Uh, so this is pretty cool. Alternative and, army lists. Yeah, back it, of the book list. Yeah, exactly. Like the first half of sixth edition. I love it. I'm calling it. They said errant list. Uh, uh, Arabic confirmed. <laughs> I hope uh, so. So, uh, oh, fuck. with this though, uh, like I, I immediately start thinking, uh, what will the the other armies of infamy be for different lists and do you think that the they will only have them for bretonia and Tunkings at first or all of the main factions they only said that the main the, the pdf factions would only have the grand army thing right it says in the they'll have yeah. that from start yeah but would they limit the uh uh, the the PDF lists uh, that much if they are just the one one of releases for certain ar- armies, so they can't have a uh, army list of infamy. Or so it would make sense to, oh, that they would oh. uh, have them for uh, the ones that only will get a PDF release, or up, up until the point where maybe like, released. Yeah, when they release them properly, they will also get armies of infamy. So yeah. the the core core factions are. Empire Man, Dwarves, Kingdom of Bretonia, Wood Elves, High Elves, Orcs and Goblins, Wars of Chaos, Beastmen, Brayherds, and Tomb Kings. So, I want to have, here's a quick fire rounds for the, the different armies of infamy. I think Empire Man, they'll have a knightly order army of infamy, and like a flagellant army of infamy. The Sigma Reach Army! Dwarven Holds. They will definitely or have a Slayer army with me. Yeah, definite Slayers. And I think like a uh, traditional army without gunpowder. Tomb Kings, Tomb Kings, we're going to get... Uh, what's his name? Not Heinrich Kemmler. Arkan, Arkan the Black. Ah, yeah. What, what, was his, what, what will the army be, though? What's special about that? Uh, you can bring in Vampire Count units. Because mm. if they've already done it for Total War and they did it way back in, like, what is the 6th edition, right? Yeah. King of Bretonia, we went through. Uh, Wood Elves, uh, they'll have like a, a three spirit army. Yeah, dry, like a Draca list and a regular list, and uh, maybe yeah. one that uh, can ally in Bretonians. Yeah. Or maybe one of the, the other Wood Elf realms, like the one in the Empire. How about Beastmen? Mm-hmm. I've got an idea, but I want to hear what you say first. Be- Beastmen, I think they will have something. Pretty boring, like oh, more monsters. Minotaur army, yes, ravening Minotaur army, like war bands of Minotaurs. That's my first guess too. Uh, but, high elves, but Lothen Seaguard, Lothen Seaguard, dragon ogres, are dragon princes. Ooh, drag- dragon princes riding dragon ogres. Yes, <laughs> I like this. I dragon ogres are riding semi dragons. But but also it's very interesting with the the Bretonia bombards that like the, the armies of infamy will unlock special units as well. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, when I, I read the, that, I was like mega excited. Uh, the customization just, if if it is what I think it is, I'm like 100% in. I, I want to hear the orcs and goblins though, Jimmy. What, what do you think? There's so like many. Goblin. Well, snotling horde. <laughs> <laughs> snotling horde. No, no, Jimmy, swamp night goblins. <laughs> just have a list with all of the alternative uh, goblin types that uh, were released for uh, Sixted. F- fire yeah. goblins. Yeah, swamp goblins. Fire goblins. Yeah. What dust is and uh, yeah, the dust goblins. They're most. I betcha the alternative the undead goblins are the best. The alternative orc and goblin list is going to let you use a shit ton of those like uh, Age of Sigmar models. You can already use us. No. Night Honor goblins for troll. <gasps> what if troll a, a, a night goblin army is going to have a lot of giants, trolls, and squigs. Most. I, I definitely, I definitely think night goblin army will be one of the. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, high elves could either have they could will probably have a sea god list given that they have seen a lot of sea god models uh, being in the uh, previous articles. But also maybe either have one of the citadel lists. Uh, that is one of the uh, exclaves they have, have in uh, in guard positions around the world. Since we have seen the new high elf islands that has been on the Bretonia map, mm, or yeah. uh, or like a, a Nagarith list. Uh, when uh, give give depending yeah. on which time time uh, which setting that. Uh, but I like having. it when you said Dragon Knights because, like, imagine the army of Dragon Knights. It would be such a specialized, like, elite army. But, but that's, yeah. that's also, also a thing with these uh, armies of infamy that, uh, I mean, they, they said that Bretonia will have two armies of infamy, but, I mean, where's the limit? And will they release these in White Wharf? Oh, like, yeah. oh here, here's yeah, another could. army list. And then, like, what I'm afraid of is that they're going to release a bunch of cool alternative army lists at, at launch. And then, there will be like one army list uh, in a White Wolf article, like the, the null artillery train, and you can take just all guns, and then everyone will hate that. And then they will ban these armies of infamy from everything. Niklas, you know that's the circle of Warhammer. Yes. You get something cool in White Wolf, and people like it, and then they just like turn the knob up to 11. Yeah, like releasing Eldar for Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah. And then or Necro. Yeah. A tale as old as time. Well, same kind of thing with Storm of Chaos. Like it was really cool, but then some of the lists were too good, and then ridiculously no good. And then a few a few weeks later, they released seventh ed and the list were invalid. Yeah, yeah. But were they? Uh, technically, technically not. But no one wanted to play against the Slayer Cults anymore. But they were all deceived as another edition was made. <laughs> I mean, seven edition players no. that that like whine about the uh, the Slayer list, they should remember the undead, the demons, and the dark elves from seventh edition. Those were horrendous to face. Hey, 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 <laughs> no, hey. shut up. Hey, no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly interrupt him. It's great. It's sort of like. Um... Uh, rights of War for uh, 30k, right? With oh, that yeah. game, and you could just oh, here's a new campaign book, and in this book, will uh, you know? Oh, this is a Lustria book, and in this book, um, you these armies get new uh, compositions. Yeah, it's true. 
it's fun because uh, at first I was a bit. They are sort of taken away from the sandboxiness by having like no, you have to have both uh, knights of the realm and peasants. And I guess there are some players who would be like, no, I just want to have a peasant list, or I just want to have a cav list. And then it's a bit sad. It's like no, you can't do that. You have to have. That is because that is the the, the since there are other army lists, uh, you can probably do it like with the right of war. Just yeah, change yeah. Uh, the core the core core requirements for the list. Yeah, I think I think this will be good. I'm I'm just worried about the 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 armored breakthrough composition <laughs> of Warhammer Fantasy. Hello. When? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just had to do it. It's like a knock knocking sound that I had to use. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just worried about like when there will be like one that's released that's just kind of kind of spoils it. I'm just a bitter old Warhammer player. Hmm? You've been burned too many times. <laughs> yeah. But uh, continue with the with the rules. Was there anything else that they talked about that was interesting? Stubborn. They talked about stubborn. Yeah, very different. Only for the first break test they're required to take. So they and don't you, need. Don't you don't need, need to. to re- yeah, you don't need to roll. So you just fall back in good order. But for the first of the game, or for the first of a, yeah, of the game, right? Not of a combat. The, the first of the game for the unit. So for the first time, mm-hmm. the first time they are required to take a break test. They don't need to risk a die roll. Instead, they fall back in good order. So and then this, this is going to help us, so uh, so we don't have like unkillable, unfleeable units like. Uh, let's say my own, uh, yeah, the men at arms. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about my own, uh, the hammerers. They always stand to the final man, no matter which edition I play. <laughs> but that should mean that we will probably not have any steadfast either, right? Because that just gave me stubborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like these men at arms, if you buy this uh, union champion for seven points, they get stubborn. Trail monk. And they also have shield wall, which allows mm-hmm. them to give ground instead of falling back. Yeah, so you're just so pushed back. Yeah. The, the the first round, no matter what you do, no matter what you charge these men at arms with, they're gonna move back with, with <laughs> yep. two inches. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a bit strange too. There's no way of breaking them, right? You can it's impossible. They will always do that. Yeah. You have to on kill the, first, the entire unit. On the, first, on the first try, that is. Yeah. But that sounds very powerful. <laughs> Because then you could just set up your knights to countercharge. And that's tactics for you. Yeah, but it's <laughs> before you at least, there was always a bit of, okay, they will hopefully hold, but they might run away. And that's interesting. It's not yeah. as interesting if I you mean, just know. They, know. they know if they run, they won't get any food. <laughs> oh, that's true. That mold is dead. It's the best thing. I guess this doesn't protect them against terror, so you could still make them flee by charging with a monster or something Most like likely. that. Yeah, I hope so. Oh? Yeah, I mean, there needs to be some kind of counter because it seems like it's the the, the ultimate anvil of, yeah. against anything. I yeah. mean, yeah. So if you charge in on them, just kill the Grail Monk. I mean, most likely you're going to be able to like attack specific models. So <laughs> I hope that's possible. Charge like uh, 40 Chaos Knights against them. They will always just 
move two inches back. <laughs> that seems it's insane. Even if there's one survivor, it was just, huh, <laughs> I got this. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we will see when the, the actual rules comes out. The thing, yeah. like, uh, the, the impression I got, though, is that it's going to take a while to completely break units in general. Mm. But, uh, I mean, if the game only lasts six rounds, how are you going to have time to, to, like, actually break units? But um, I guess this was, yeah. And in this case, it was mostly a combination. So otherwise, uh, stubborn, you fall back in good order. And that was the, f you flee and then regroup, right? Yeah. So that'll still make the lines shift a bit. So, so stubborn is probably going to work good. But the combination here for the, the men at arms are going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know what pole arms do? Are they halberds or I, I can't remember? What yeah. They are. But now they might be like uh, halberds and spears. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like they should be. Yeah, because they're not, they can't hold them two-handed, so should there be a negative thing for I don't know. It's going to be the best thing of two worlds. Mm. A Metatorm seems just like a very solid unit. <laughs> they're they, still crap, but still solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're actually the they're, act they're actually braver than night goblins when when they have their champions. <laughs> I actually hope that champions always like add plus one leadership. So then you actually have a reason to feel champions. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice if they did something else and give one more attack. But they're knights. <laughs> so, is that it of the article? Yeah, we also learned that uh, like monstrous mounts give uh, uh, oh, plus yeah. your stat instead yeah. of uh, like being their own thing. So no no more needing to have a foot version of your rider. Yeah, this is, or, uh, this is something that I've actually wanted for such a long time. Or a riderless. Uh, yeah, <laughs> model I guess we free of your mount. <laughs> I guess we still don't know for uh, monsters, right? That could be different still. No, but the, I mean, the hippogriff just adds plus one toughness and plus three wounds. And then it has its own attack profile. Oh, yeah, but it's a monstrous creature. Is that different from a monster? Maybe not. I don't know. I but I also okay. like this. I like this. Is there an echo now? I'm, I have to relocate to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I've been exiled. <laughs> so sorry about that. Oh. Shut the fuck up, Mortad. Trying to sleep. <laughs> I, Did I you actually, also see that? The, oh, sorry. I actually got that one right now too. I got like two kids knocking on the door, like "Shut the hell up, Dad!" <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about the Byzantine Empire, whatever the hell y'all are on about. <laughs> you must learn. A boy, but the hippogriff, learn. the hippogriff also uh, has a griffonic pelt, which counts as heavy armor. So we talked about this. That okay, if this is heavy armor, then you're 
Ryder has heavy armor, what does that mean? Does it do they stack? And I think they will stack, like Scaly Skin did before. What do you guys think? Yes. Instead of barding. No, but but he can have barding as well. What? What? This is yeah. gonna make monsters more survivable. Uh ah, well, it's good. gonna make the whole model more survivable. Yeah, it's really scary actually when you think about it. Um, it has okay. This also has the counter charge, um, large target. We will see if that does anything in this edition. Fly nine, fly nine. What? Yeah. Nine. So nine inches fly move. Yeah, that's good. So there will be different fly moves. Yeah. Which okay, guys. Sorry, sense. I gotta shake off. My kids are waking up <laughs> off them. So. <laughs> and stomp attacks are D three instead of Back to the, back to phylactery <laughs> I go. Go Yule. Go Yule. Always go a pleasure, Yule. guys. Take care. Go Yule. Jimmy, what did you say? Was it stomp attacks D3 or what did you say? Yeah, D3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that will also be different for different units. Yeah. Some stomp good. Uh, okay, but the hippogriff is good, but... You could put a duke on it, and the duke is is crazy. But the yeah, so I haven't the duke. He has like four wounds, so this is going to yeah. be a seven wounded model with toughness yeah. five, and I love it. And he has five attacks, and Hipgrim has four attacks. Yeah, but has there nine been, strength has, five attacks? Has the duke been in the game before? No. Or is, do you think the other army list so. will also have like three tiers now? I hope because so. I mean, be... like, so, so this is wishlisting for me. For like orcs and goblins, mm-hmm. you can have a war lord, and then you have a war boss, and then you have the big bosses. That would be uh, that would be really cool. It's like an extra level of epicness. Yeah, like uh, I mean, the vampire counts had it in sixth edition. They had the vampire lord, vampire count, and then they had the thralls as heroes. Hmm. Uh, uh, being uh, incredibly dwarf centric, do you think it will be a dwarf lord or a dwarf king? Dwarf a king would one. be nice, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. It could also be that not every army gets this, only where it fits, so they don't cram it in where it doesn't make sense. But I think most armies you could find something. Yeah, definitely. Do you Empire, think Empire? Any... I mean, Electric Count. Is yeah, the... and then and oh. then you can have a yeah Electric Count, and then you can have the Empire General, and then you have the captains. Yeah, yeah. Do you think any army would have the highest tier not be a fighting character, but a a, a wizard, a better wizard? Oh, for sure. I mean, look at the the uh, lizardmen. They're gonna have a slam, yeah. most, most likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second generation. Wow. Very nice. Um, uh, what what are the high elf O to one choices? Chris, can you? Well, it depends on the, if we're getting characters or not. Also, that's the special characters. But there could skip, be an arc skip mage uh, or, special. Skip special. So an arc, arc mage or an a prince in that in that case. Prince, yeah, so, prince. And of course, uh, lower uh, than a dwarf king here <laughs> uh, I, well a prince uh, is uh, quite a wide title but uh, it could mean anything from ruling a kingdom of calador a kingdom of alphon like the prince of calador or uh, just a, to his cousin that rules a city 
or the third cousin that rules a village. So a prince can be equal to a dwarven king in that case. Since they can rule a hold. I think Chaos is going to have the Chaos Lord like normal. Then they're going to bring back the Exalted Champion as a mid-tier. They were actually lords back in, the, I think, the uh, uh, Ravening Hordes book. Uh, and then they're going to have Aspiring Champions. Yeah. Hmm. What else? Anything else? Well, do they also have princes and stuff? Yeah. Or princess? And then they have a sapling for the hero level one. <laughs> Acorn. Many of these were my friends. He's a squirrel tail. Oh, uh, we have to talk about that they actually use the word grognards in this article. Should we be offended? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, what does it say, actually? Like some grognards may remember. Grognards yeah, they may remember multiple ranks of heroes from previous editions of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, and those delineations are still present and correct. A duke is a mighty warrior indeed. No time for feasting, issuing edicts, or sprawling decorously across your throne. But these guys? Every Bretonian general is tremendously skilled at arms and as strong as a troll. And then there's a picture of him lancing a troll head. Awesome. 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 Um... Yeah. It says some things about weapons. You can take a Morning Star, Great Weapon or Land. So the Morning Star adds plus one strength, minus one for the first round of combat. So I think similar to before in a way. Um, great Weapon doubles those bonuses, but makes you strike last. But a Great Weapon is not just on the first round. Uh, right? You could interpret it that way, but I don't think they will change that. Right? No, no, no. Let's not talk about it. Let's just move on. Uh, I don't know. I think that's all from this article. So, um, oh, so cool. Really. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy about this. And, uh, Chris, the teaser at the end. Do you remember what they wrote? There's no Old World Almanac next Monday. It's Christmas mm-hmm. Day after all. But check in on the 26th for something often. Off-white Christmas. What? What does this mean? Is it Tomb Kings? They're like off-white. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. off-white is a bone color. <gasps> so it might be uh, that they preview the box that uh, was leaked. Yes. Here, look at the models we've shown you before. <laughs> but together, it might, be, also an it might also be which uh, other models that they're going to release for. Yeah, they haven't said that yet, which they did for no. Bretonia, so, no. It, it, I mean, sometimes when there have been leaks, Games Workshop have been good at putting up better pictures straight away. You're, like, trying to own the leak in a way, but they haven't said anything about this. Yeah, they needed to find a, find a guy who leaked this so they could fire him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great marketing strategy, pretending there's leaks, having free marketing. Ah. Yeah, but yeah, you don't know anymore though. Like after the the Horace Hersey box leak, there was like an actual leak, and then they didn't acknowledge it for two years, like, over over half a year or close to a year. It was for such a long time. Yeah, which is terrible. 
Um, but, okay, so moving on to the show. What's next in our, on our schedule? I mean, I, I had wild speculations, but uh, I really wanted to speculate about the different armies of infamy. Mm. Yeah, we have. Which I think kind of done that. Cover speculated pretty wildly in general. I mean, uh, yeah, we re- very interested to see when they will release it. I mean, they only said like early next year. But what do you guys think? When will it be? March. February. February or March? March. <laughs> I don't think it will be January, given that it's right after Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Gentlemen, I need to take my leave. So I bid you all adieu. Badly well and god jul. God jul and grått nytt hår. It's sad, but it's true. <laughs> Actually, I, get, I have white hairs now, so it's, it's just going straight to white. So you're becoming, well. you're becoming a high elf. You're becoming a high elf. Yes, or Grom Brindle. We'll see. We'll see. Well, thanks everyone, and good night. Good night. Good night. Uh, so then I can cut in with some uh, listener. We could do some listener questions and listener answers, maybe. Yeah. Uh, can I go first? So I I thought about well, what are people excited about for next year? And I talked about. So I extended an arm to all of my friends, all five of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, I wanted to ask um, sort of like, which army are people going to work with next year? And it, are they going to have a theme? And what are they looking forward to next year? So my good friend Håkan, who's doing the Chaos Dwarfs, he says that he is going to start making a hair metal dark elf army with mostly witch elves. Uh, it's going to be metal models, right? The, the old metal models with crazy 80s hair. Uh, uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping he'll going to do some le- uh, leopard tights and things as well. We'll see. Um, uh, he's looking and he's looking forward to a new campaign in the old world, which we are definitely going to do. So I'm happy about that. Uh, then I have Yoon, which we are recruiting as well. Uh, he is maybe going to start a Bretonia army. He doesn't know about a theme yet, though. He's just uh, happy to do anything. And uh, uh, he has high hopes of many games in 2023. He's going to get Heroes 3. Do you know that Heroes 3 is going to be a board game now? The old... Yeah? Heroes Heroes of Might and Magic 3, you mean? Yes, yes, exactly. I shouldn't even have to say it. Everyone should know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then uh, what about the Svensson brothers, I hear you ask? So Richard is going to work on his Night Goblins. Uh, the theme is Night Goblins. And, <laughs> and uh, he's looking forward to ha- uh, having... us known from Night Goblins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and he's looking forward to having more hobby than just Thursdays, which is our official hobby night that we have. Um, and then his brother Frederick is going to complete his High Elves. Uh, he's going to con- continue doing them. Um, more things than just poorly painted things that he found on Tradera or the eBay. <laughs> uh, he wants to get some new stuff. Uh, he's mostly excited and a bit scared about the new lore uh, because if it's as good as they used to do and, like, you know, uh, the heresy books, for example, he's sure that he's going to find some obscure text about some weird kingdom and it is going to be go all into that. I have to make that army now. Um, and he saw the little line about this forbidden border prince bombard and he... He's already crazy about it. So, 
So that's that. So moving over to you guys in Gothenburg, um, we got answers from uh, Manfred, of course, Mr. Karstein himself. Uh, he's going to focus on the Empire, but mostly looking forward to new rules for Chaos Dwarfs. Come back, baby. Uh, we will still likely be the worst, and I'm crying inside. <laughs> uh, then Leon, he doesn't know he, if he's going to start doing a 8th uh, Ed uh, High Elf army or will finish it uh, or if he's going to paint his retro 90s lizard man uh, the high elf army has a norse colonist theme uh, and the lizard men are meant to be a grand army of hexiotl with master money conver- conversion in uh, metal everything's going to be metal and he's excited about seeing new army lists for the factions and see how they fit with the new rules and playing games of course um let's see Do-do-do-do-do. You have answered as well, Chris, but you can answer here later. I'll ask you guys at the end. Um, August says that he will probably uh, try to get um, a Warriors of Chaos army with a lot of models from uh, the Age of Sigmar, and they look great. So uh, he's going to try to get a Norse feel for them and have uh, more furs and snow bases. And he's most excited about seeing how uh, yeah, the old world hype coming back, new models. The rules aren't as important for him. It's... Uh, the other hobby aspects that are. Um, let's see. I think there was someone else. Uh, August also said he would love to do a foot knight's army, no horses, and paint them like knights templar. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Manfred was outraged. <laughs> he has a fuses to step on the soil like a dirty peasant. <laughs> uh, and then Joshua, of course. Yet um, Josh. Josh. Yeah, Josh, he says he needs to paint an army, first of all, one that he currently owns, so he doesn't need to start a new project. Most likely Warriors of Chaos, though. Um, he has an idea of a, a corrupted, uh, like, Knights of Tsinch uh, thing going, uh, but he also has a Marauder Horde with a lot of different tribes that would be a good start. And he's interested to see how the new rules work and uh, hoping that more people will get into the square-based hobby. Uh, we'll see. Um, and that's that's all the the news I got. So, what about you guys? Which armies will you work on? And uh, any themes? I um, think I want to do some chaos tours, maybe. But I also want to like wait and see a bit. I wanna I wanna like be able to go into a games workshop store again and just look around and see like oh this is really cool mm. because I, I haven't been able to do that and what well, when did they cancel fantasy but 20... it's more than five years ago <laughs> 2016 was it no yes something like that yeah so uh yeah. so yeah i just want to be able to go into the store and like oh i actually want to get this because it looks mm. cool mm. Because the yeah. artwork looks cool. Yeah. So, so we'll see when they drop the game uh, what I actually dive into. Like, I, I don't want to make up my mind right now before I know anything. And you, Chris? Undead? Yeah. Undead mercenaries? Not... With mercenaries and allies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or ally in, uh, ally in the undead to other armies if possible. Ooh. 
we'll see. I really just uh, do not really need a new project project at the moment. I need <laughs> to see the rulebook. I think. How likely are you to get the the new Bretonia box though? Depends on uh, how much it is. Mm, ah, yeah. Good answer. So nine out, nine out of ten. <laughs> You're likely. Yeah. And we did have was... a listener question. Yes. Actually. Yes, tell us. By Middenheimer on Instagram. And he... oh, I love Middenheimer. He's great. Yeah. And then it's, it's just, when is the Skaven special coming out? How would you build a list for a clown molder army? Cool models with bad and boring rules? Question mark. I plan to use giant rat monsters as doom wheels. Is there any chance to use the help it list in tournaments? You can answer the questions in the three hour Skaven special episode. Hmm. Yeah, we yeah, we but... we should do one, and, and I guess both Jimmy and Krell should be here for that because they have Skaven armies, right? Yeah, they are the mm-hmm. ones to answer that. But I do love some Molder. Uh, I hope. I mean, that's so Skaven are not going to be the first to be supported in a new edition, right? But, no, they're not part of the the core factions. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, there's your armies of infamy, right? You could just have an Eshin list and a. Molder and a scryer pestilence. Yeah, plenty, plenty of teams for them. Done and done. So wait, he wants to have like uh, giant, giant rats for doom wheels or something. <laughs> yeah, I laughed. I laughed out loud when I read that. Yeah, <laughs> just rolling around. Yeah, if you could, it was I giant mean, rat monsters, not giant rats. Like a like yeah, a, oh, a the brood or Ouroboros uh, rat. <laughs> massive rat eating itself rolling forward yeah i mean thinking of molder rat ogres of course but then the brood horror i think is a great model that works for them and uh, uh in total war in the in the game they got some really weird rat ogres with chainsaws and stuff right <laughs> or didn't they i don't know they they got some strange Things that I don't think have had models, that, but maybe they will. Well, I would love to in the, the Skaven special. I would love to have a Skaven special. Skaven is definitely one of the armies that I would like to have. They're like they're the most original army yeah. that Games Workshop made up as well. Because mm-hmm. I mean, dwarves and high elves and wood elves and stuff. I mean, kind of stole and modified, but I mean, Skaven feel pretty original. Like the great theme, they have a great look and such fun lore and just the whole. Yeah, I I would I wouldn't mind having all these random tables to roll on and seeing my army destroy itself. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't. I I can say that I'm not a a bad uh, general. I could just blame it on crazy (laughs) shenanigans. I kind of wish like Skaven would have. uh... Uh, more crazy random stuff like you roll dice but then you also have like this this twister wheel where you just like spin a wheel and random stuff happens and then you have like a uh, a bingo ball machine as well you just do all these crazy things during a game and just roll random effect even better the 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 army box comes with a lab rat that actually runs around and picks up things for you so it's just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs> hello mr mouse what's what will, what will my army do oh, but 
But, but in the in the army box, you can have a, the twister wheel, like in the lid. Yeah, oh, perfect. Oh, like the storm of magic. Yeah. Book. But I can't tell if you're serious or just. <laughs> I mean, it's Gaven. Yeah. Is, is anything? Is anything serious? <laughs> it's like pl- plus five to your roll or minus five to your roll. Mm. That's just the wheel. Mm. <laughs> okay, so we we got another uh, uh, question on Instagram though from Hobby Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Did he change his name on Instagram? He'd written this before. No idea. Not sure. Um, but he asked about like high cost items, if they're ever worth it. And uh, he wrote this after Chris wrote on Instagram or posted that we wanted questions. And I, I didn't know about it, so I just answered him. Um, but uh, yeah, do you guys think like very high cost items are ever worth it? Are we like talking rooms? magic items or are we talking regular life with just buying an expensive watch? <laughs> <laughs> no, magic items like rune okay. fangs, fell blade, etc. So basically items that are 75 to 100 points. Oof. Would you ever take it? It depends on what you're playing. I, I fancy the bow of the seafarer sometimes or high elves. How much is that? Five points, I think. 65. That's pretty much yeah. a mobile ball thrower at that point. But are they usually crazy good or are they more uh, not worth their points but makes your army fun because you can get a fun theme or uh, model your general with something cool? Or would... I, think, I think they are never worth it. I mean, if you look at like a list, uh, is this I am good? No. I mean, 100 points... Because usually, like, if you have a really good sword, because the or a ma- magic weapon, like the dwarves have some items that are seventy-five points or a hundred points. It's like mm-hmm. ignores armor saves or wounds automatically, stuff like that. But then it's never worth this point because you still need to hit your attacks, or you still need to wound, and then you ignore armor saves, and then you have like up to four attacks. At the most, usually three attacks. And then you end up with like two or one of these wounds going through. Mm. And was, were your 100 points worth it then? I mean, <laughs> I mean for, for 80 points, you could get 20 skeletons, <laughs> warriors, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, from like a, <laughs> a very boring point of view like i i don't think these these items are ever worth it uh, i i used to when i played a, a dark elf lord on a dragon i bought that uh, item from the albion campaign the power fist i think that was 75 points mm-hmm. and yeah sure it's great when you go into combat and you hit something with it but i mean you, you still only do at the maximum, three wounds, probably two wounds, and if you're unlucky, one or even zero wounds if you whiff your two hit rolls. So, I mean, f- from like a point to point basis, no, it's not worth it. But I also wrote in this message to him that uh, 
if you're playing very big games, then I would always try and take these items. Like I, I would always try and take these items that are never worth it, just to have it. Like when it doesn't matter. Like just the big thematic games, I definitely use them. Yeah. Like the the dwarf uh, rune of flight. I mean that that thing is so cool, but I would never ever use it in a regular game. Like yeah, sh- you attack me and I use stand and shoot, and I can hit you once before you enter combat. Like, when is that ever going to be useful for 75 points? <laughs> but it would be really cool to use in a big game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fun, fun for thematic armies, definitely. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think like really expensive magic banners could be with it. Or maybe some more passive items. But never, never a magic weapon would be worth 100 points. Yeah. Any other listener questions? No. I don't think no. so. We've answered all our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So anything else before we wrap up this episode? What do you say? Shout out to Jens. Apparently he's got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Good he didn't come on then and give us computer viruses. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to Boxing Day on the 26th. See what they release for Tomb Kings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know already. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, also there's uh, going to be a tournament in uh, Umeå. <clears throat> oh. So they announced that they want to have like the first big tournament for the new game uh, in oh, March. Really? Um, but they don't even know if it's going to be out by then. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if it'll be later, then they will postpone, I guess. And people won't have time to get the army, so you have to pay play with your old, I guess. But that yes. shouldn't matter. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. See? Um, maybe I will attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at the, the night train there. It takes, like, 12 hours. <laughs> but you sleep, so... Yeah. Maybe. It depends on who you share the, <laughs> the wagon with. Yeah. No, but it's yeah, exciting times ahead. And we've seen new boxes. We've actually seen them. Oh. Yes. A very, yeah. a, a very cool next year. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is alive. It is back. So I think... I thought about that before, but we should definitely make army episodes when we start to get the new army lists going through that again yeah because that's always nice that's something that i i want to listen to myself so or at least have updated segments for army lists for armies that we've gone through the fluff before Mm -hmm. Uh, just uh, to to make sure that we don't do an exact copy of the old britonia special just like an update on it so to speak we can we can never beat the old britonia episode because we had just a wine tasting. And have that much wine again. 
<laughs> oh, it was amazing. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. One of our best episodes, I must say. And that's because we got external help for this for the episode. <laughs> that's why it was so good. Oh. Well, with that, I hope I hope you I hope all our listeners have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes, good year to everyone. Yeah, good year and uh, happy holidays to anyone not celebrating Christmas. I hope you get lots of miniatures in your Christmas gifts. I won't. <laughs> but I might, I, I might buy something for myself. <laughs> Although now you can, you can actually also just ask for a gift card at Games Workshop again. Because as you said, Nicholas, there will be things that you can use it for. Yeah. Hooray! Correct. Yes, you can buy, buy buy Fort Will Resin. Oh, I love it. Can you just buy it raw by the kilo? Yeah. What's, what's thinking... Fort World precious? But you could get the new uh, Fulgrim. All right, that's it. But, uh, yep, and uh, have a have a nice Christmas, you too. You too. Bye. See you on the New Year, twenty twenty four. Here we go.